Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. So in today's episode, we talk about why New Year's resolutions are not always a good idea. But before we get onto that, by the time this episode airs, the December challenges will be in full swing. And as always, we gave you plenty of challenges to choose from. So thanks to everyone who's been sharing their work with us on social media, especially at such a busy time of year. And as always, we're recording this a little bit in advance, so we can't really say anything about December just yet, but we've had some lovely work shared with us throughout November. Um, Someone who caught my eye was Frank J. Ferrer. He's been sharing some lovely drawings with us based on our prompts. Did you see his Converse trainers? Yes, they were brilliant, yeah. Weren't they? But lots of other great drawings as well. He did a really good one today as well. He's obviously a very good um, artist, but I've been enjoying his stuff a lot. Um, Also... Jessica Lofgren, she's got a really distinctive style. I mean, her watercolours, they've got kind of like a grainy quality, but they're in a really good way, I mean, and they're so, so distinct, really lovely. And um, and also, I think a fairly new member, Lauren Lentini, she's been doing some really, really lovely drawings for the Quick Kicks Challenge. And there's something really quirky about her stuff. And my favourite one, I think you really liked it as well, is the one, um, it was like a brush pen drawing, um, and she did it with like a big mirror hanging on the wall with like a lamp and some plant pots with a little cactus in it. It was kind of a bit almost cartoony, but it was so quirky. I really loved it. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was like a Mondrian painting, I thought. It was really nice. Yeah. yeah. But she's got, again, she's got a style um, going on because she's another one where you can kind of tell who's done it yeah. before you kind of see the name, which is great. What about you? Have you seen anything that's caught your eye? Yeah, I've liked the work by Jalanta Kendra. She's been doing the 15-minute uh, quick kick brush drawings. Right. She's done some really nice stuff. Yeah. Uh, Erica Besant created a stunning face painting. I loved it. It read a really quirky illustrative style. Did you see that one? I think I did, yes. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Nick Tato West, and she's been drawing birds every day with a brush. And I think they're getting better and better every day. I actually asked her today if she'd look back at her first one, but she said she was way into the end of the challenge. Yeah. And then just one last one. That was Emma Cavill, who said she was really nervous, but sketched her coffee cup in a cafe. And there's something sort of, we've been sketching outside and stuff, haven't we? So I thought that was really interesting that she'd actually got out there and done some sketching. Yeah, I saw that one. I did see that one. Yeah great great work because it's it's really hard as we know don't we to, to go out and sketch in public can be quite intimidating i think yeah and i think much harder from life as well than photos oh we definitely definitely so so what's been happening with you what's new with you well first of all i just want to mention that we had another really lovely review on itunes recently which i only realized today so i just wanted to say a quick thank you to drew and who basically sent us a really nice message didn't he on instagram yeah and then he followed that with a really nice review on itunes so thank you drew <laughs> if you're listening um you better do him a laugh as well while you're there do your laugh no you better do your laugh for him oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh don't <laughs> i'm gonna be really conscious about that now <laughs> he says he said i had a what was it 
and it, was it infectious, infectious love or something yeah. oh that's really sweet oh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah in other news i've almost finished my latest painting and i'm really really chuffed with it so far so that's really great and it's um like I said before, it's it's a different subject for me. So yeah, is it still it's still top secret for everybody or not? At the moment, it, yeah, it is. Okay. But it, I will give you a clue. In it, it has fire and flesh. Ooh, mm. yeah. Okay. So there's that. Um, so I'm I'm hoping maybe a couple more sessions on that, and I should be almost done. And of course, we met up again recently, didn't we, in London we for our yeah. day out sketching, which was a lot of fun. I'm actually surprised that we weren't carted off to a lunatic asylum, quite frankly, because <laughs> we were doing some quite random things. And and actually, I, I, I texted you this, but I don't know if you've got it. My daughter, she said to me after seeing the photograph of the two of us in London on Facebook, and she said, oh, mum, she said, um, you two are a match made in heaven. You're both as weird as each other. <laughs> So I, I I thought that was quite funny. But um yeah, we had a great time. What about you? Yeah, well I can't believe actually that you got me to wear can I tell everybody? Yeah. A fake moustache, um, a hat and a pair of sunglasses in the VNA Art Museum. <laughs> what is not to believe about that? <laughs> I'm very easily led. Um so apart from our day out, and actually we did with quite a bit of sketching, didn't we, while we were out there? Yeah. Um, my new camera arrived. And I've been wanting to get a new camera for ages um, because we're going to start making some videos. I think we might have mentioned it before, some videos in the new year. I think we're going to start doing it in February. So I've got to learn how to use it now. So that was one thing. And the good thing uh, is that we've both got exactly the same camera, haven't we? Which means that if I know something that you don't, or vice versa. We can kind of give each other tips, can't we? Yeah. And also, if we're both doing badly, you'll know why. <laughs> it's our camera. <laughs> oh, I did a bit of drawing as well in a small cafe. Not not majorly exciting, but I always, um, I, I'm very non-daring and I did my partner again because it's always, it's always easier, isn't it, when you know the person? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm probably going to be doing a lot of Paul when I'm away on holiday in January. I imagine I'll, I'll be... You've been sketching, not... <laughs> <laughs> mind out of the gutter <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> yeah lots of lots of drawing lots of sketching he he loves his kindle on holiday and um so quite often you know he'll be because he's he's one of these people he can't just lay in the sun he gets bored um so he has to be doing something and and um last year he, he sort of got right into his books and reading his kindle and um the only trouble i find about sketching on holiday though i don't know if you find this but well, probably not in Devon, but when I <laughs> when I went to the Caribbean, you know, a you've got the glare obviously from the white paper, um, yeah, but that's fine because you can sit under an umbrella, can't you? So that's that's fine. But once you're doing that, it's still so hot that what I find is that my hand then starts to get really sweaty, so that the pencil starts slipping, and yeah. and then my hand sort of, you know, you don't want sweaty hand, do you, on the on the paper? But it's it's when when it's thirty plus degrees, that's the only problem with trying to sketch. um, Because I always think I'm going to do loads of sketching, but actually it's not always that simple because of the heat. Yeah, I wonder if there's any way around that. I suppose only only to take a photo and then go inside in the air conditioning, or to sketch the bar and stuff inside. Yeah, um, quite often they're open air bars though. Yeah, I mean they do. They are cooler, obviously, but um, probably more eve, maybe in more in the evenings or something. But I'll have to find a way around it somehow. 
Take watercolours and just dunk your hand in the <clears> pot. Well, I, in the post yesterday, received a parcel from Amazon with those um, stationary island pens that you recommended. Oh, yes, yeah. So I'm going to take... No, no, I'm going to take them on holiday, though, because I I know that I'm not going to be taking watercolours on holiday. It'll be a nightmare doing, you know, paintings on holiday with, you know, in that kind of heat anyway. Yeah. And I'm much more likely to, to do a bit of colour if I've just got something easy, like some brush pens. Yeah. Although a lot of people, because we've got this this um drawing challenge going on at the moment, haven't we? It's rather a, a challenge where you don't use a pencil or a pen first you just use brushes and a lot of people are actually using brush pens aren't they but everyone's saying they're so difficult to use it's so difficult to control (laughs) i have to agree actually when i'm trying to draw with an actual brush pen i just don't feel like i've got any control no that's different though you're actually using because you're you're thinking of the black yeah but those are more you know just applying very loose color and i think i think it's a bit different i i find the pencil one hard yeah the, the one you made me use to do yes. in the museum. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you enjoyed that. You enjoyed those quick time drawings that I made you do. I hated them. It made, <laughs> they made ruined you my up. sketchbook. <laughs> made, made you loosen up, didn't it? And I gave you my little biro pen to, to use. Yeah. I haven't used that yet, actually. Oh, you've got to use I it. I will do, I will do. I, yeah, I, Tara bought with her on our sketching trip. She bought all these um, different pens, big, bold brush pens and she gave me this thing that looks more like a whiteboard pen what's it called a, a chunky <laughs> marker and what am i supposed to do with that and i bought with me you know some fine biro pens and um and basically that's that's it did i bring anything else i can't remember uh, no i can't no. remember but you, did, you did try my brush pen i did um, i did yeah. and i made you try my biro but i did yeah. go wild didn't i i actually bought a purple biro yeah, wild. So, <laughs> yeah. anyway, we should get onto the topic. We should. We really yes. should. And, uh, well, yeah, it's that time of year, isn't it, when many of us sort of start thinking about our goals for next year. I can't believe it's come around already. Uh, right. uh, you know, and the things we want to achieve. And usually we start by making some New Year's resolutions. But this is not always as good an idea as it sounds. So often we'll set ourselves some quite unrealistic goals which might seem like a great idea when you're in the right frame of mind or when you're completely bladdered on new year's eve but then quickly they become very very difficult to keep when we're not in that frame of mind and the initial enthusiasm well often doesn't even last beyond january does it and the problem with that is that we can end up feeling really disappointed with ourselves because ultimately we've failed and we've not achieved what we promised ourselves we would yeah i mean i saw this article on on uh, Business Insider, and it said, according to one statistic, most of us won't keep our resolutions for the whole year. 80% of us will fail by the second week of February. Isn't that unbelievable? Wow. Second week of February. There was also another study that found that participants believe that both enjoyment and importance are significant factors in whether they stick to their resolutions. So in other words, if the participants are getting immediate rewards from their new habits, they'll probably stick to it. But if they don't, you know, it's out the window. So if you're going to make a sort of creative habit, you really need to make sure it's doing something you love. Um, Otherwise, you'll end up putting too much pressure on yourself and it will become a chore. And then you end up that you're not getting a reward from it as well. I've got in a right mess. I just want to point out to anyone listening that if what Tara just said, if what Tara said made any sense, it's because I've he- <laughs> heavily edited out about five goes at saying participants. 
<laughs> yeah, do you want to try again? Yeah. <laughs> the problem is that depending what you're doing, if you don't like your early work, you won't be sort of rewarding yourself and therefore you're more likely to give up. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I read somewhere actually, I know you said it was the second week in February, but I read that it was the 12th of January when most people fail. And I think they call it Quitter's Day or something like that. So, I mean, that's no time at all, is it? But in any case, it's rare that we actually manage to keep them up for long. And there are loads of reasons why this happens. And sometimes you might make a resolution in the heat of the moment. So, for instance, after lots of wine, rather than thinking through what's actually achievable. And other times you're feeling so positive that you set yourself a goal of mammoth proportions without taking into account how much time you actually have to dedicate to it. Um, It could be that you just don't have the willpower, of course, or it might simply be that you don't want something as much as you think you do. I always wonder why it's got to be the beginning of the year. Why do we build up this big thing? You know, it's after the holidays. It's really hard to get motivated because it's either been totally hectic and you're knackered or you've just lazed around for a couple of weeks and you really just want to sort of ease back into that normality. I think we really need to work out why we want to make a resolution. Like you said, is it important? Uh, Will we stick to it because it's got to be important enough? Why do we want to do it? And what is the end result? We need to make sure we know what that end result should be. Do you think as well that towards the end of the year you start feeling a bit lazy and you almost are giving yourself an excuse to be even worse because you know that, oh well, I'll be starting on the 1st of January, my new, you know, lifestyle or whatever it is, my new habit. And so you're you're almost giving yourself permission to slack off because, oh well, New Year's coming. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, could well be. But to give ourselves the best chance of achieving our goals, and note here that I'm calling them goals and not resolutions, first of all, I think it's really important to write them down and put them where you can actually see them. So there's a psychology professor called Dr. Gail Matthews at the Dominican University in California, and he carried out a study on goal setting, and he found that you're 42% more likely to achieve your goals if you write them down. And uh, other studies have shown that the more detail you write down in your goals, the more likely you are to achieve them. So you can give yourself an even better chance by adding visual images of what you want to achieve, whether that's cuttings from magazines or whatever, or drawing them out. But just those visual images are so important. And why exactly does that work? Well, firstly, it forces you to be clear on exactly what it is that you want to accomplish. And uh, also by having them written down somewhere externally, you know that you won't forget what you're aiming for and you can view them at any time rather than just sort of having them in your head where you can just forget. And also by pinning them up somewhere where you're likely to see them every day, you're affirming those goals on a regular basis. Have you ever done that? Have you ever written down your goals? Yes, I have. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for me, in the past, what I've done, though, is because I'm terrible um, at forgetting things. And that's why I've got my whiteboard on my studio wall. If I think of an idea for a painting, I have to get it up there because I will forget. I guarantee I'll forget. And the same goes with, with goals. I'll think, oh, I'm going to do this by this. And, and, and then I just think, oh you know I can't remember what I wanted to do by this month or whatever it just goes so yeah I do write them down but um a couple of times I've done that and I've made the mistake of writing them down like in the back of a diary and then closing it up and that doesn't work for me because once I've closed the book I'm not going to open it again on that page probably for months (laughs) so for me I'm a very visual person I have to see it 
I have to be reminded. So what about you? Um, no, I have got a screensaver that I made on my computer. I wouldn't actually say it's a goal. It's more telling me to do something. Yeah, yeah. It, it says stop pissing about and get something done you'll be proud of. <laughs> it doesn't. It does. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I've got this little thing on my computer at work and it's, it's um, I think it's called Post-It. You can like stick post, like virtual Post-It notes all over your screensaver. So when oh, you open right, no. your computer, it, it you know, I've yeah. only got a million to-do post-its on there. But maybe... No, I... this is massive. This is like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> maybe I could change mine to goals. Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. And then, you yeah. know, every time I switch the computer on, I'm being bombarded. But yeah, yeah I... it's definitely something in that, though. It's almost like deciding to go on a diet or give up smoking. For some reason, we always decide that we're going to start on a Monday. You're more likely to see it if you just decide now, in the moment when you've made that decision, whatever day or time or whatever it is. This could be deciding you're going to give up that donut that you're about to eat, so you give it to one of your friends. Because, you know, if you wait and you start tomorrow, you're sort of dragging it out, and then, of course, tomorrow never comes as well. You've got that whole mental fight again. So if you take away that waiting period and start now, it's a lot easier. This doesn't have to just be about giving things up, though. It can also be for positive things, like starting from now, you're going to do a five-minute sketch, and you're going to do that so many times a week another thing to think about is how we word our goals so the way we use language can have a profound effect on the results so for example changing words like i should to i will is really really important so rather than saying to yourself i want to draw every day for a whole year instead you'd be better to say i will draw every day for a whole year but there's even an issue with that sentence The problem with saying that you're going to do something every single day is that as soon as you miss one single day, you feel like you've already failed. So it's easy to just say, oh, well, you know, that's that then and and just give up. So you've got to be realistic and allow yourself a bit more wiggle room. So in this case, rather than saying to yourself, I want to draw every day for a whole year. Instead, you'd be far better to say, I will draw for at least five days a week this year. And I imagine it's a bit like going on a diet, isn't it? You make so much effort to eat healthily and lose a few pounds but then one day you give in to that bar of chocolate and then that's it instead of going straight back to the healthy eating you just give up there and then but by far the better way of dieting would just be to generally eat more healthy and not eat so much chocolate but by giving something like that up altogether you'll most likely just want to even more than you ever would have done otherwise the problem is that resolutions of any kind take prolonged willpower now willpower is easy if you just go do it for a very short term and you're in a good frame of mind but it's maintaining that it's really difficult and a year is a really long time so you have to ask yourself honestly if you really have that kind of determination do you think you can go the distance and if not then maybe you're just setting yourself up for failure and that will only lead to disappointment this doesn't mean you shouldn't make changes but you might need to make smaller steps to get to your goal and if you focus one step at a time you'll give yourself the best chance to success and of course there is a big difference between deciding to go on a diet and deciding you're going to draw every day for a year. One is boring and hard, and the other is exciting, and you can't wait to get stuck in, because obviously you love drawing or writing or whatever it is you want to do. But regardless of whether you love it, it's still going to require willpower, because, you know, um, however determined you are to get better at something, there'll always be days where you just don't feel like it. And another thing that a lot of people do as a result of a New Year's resolution is to buy something relating to that goal. So, for example, if your resolution was to get fit, you might go out and buy yourself a Fitbit 
And on a psychological level, you already feel like you've taken a step towards your goal. But the reality is all you've actually done is spent some money on a Fitbit, but you haven't actually put anything to practice yet. And the same applies to art materials. So your resolution might be to draw every single day. And in anticipation, you start watching loads of drawing videos. You go out and buy a new sketchbook, fancy new pens and some other art materials. But the reality is you can own all the art materials in the world, but that does not make you an artist. Drawing does. You said about the Fitbit. I remember um, a few years ago. I decided I was going to start running and I, I've done this again recently and been just as bad but this was a few years ago and so I went out and I um, went in the sports shop bought this I got a little bit of advice off, off one okay I'm buying a pair of running shoes buy this pair of running shoes I went running once I coughed I coughed so much I didn't I didn't go running again <laughs> so all the gear and no idea <laughs> exactly totally oh I don't like running I used to, I, I remember going jogging a few times with a friend of mine and oh god no I don't like it at all I'd rather go to the gym any day than go running do you know it's not so bad if you're with someone I think mm. it's like anything isn't it yeah but, but you can't but the thing is when you're running you can't talk to someone no I can't because I'm too busy coughing exactly you're, you're too busy having a heart attack I mean at least if you're on a treadmill or something you can chat to the person next to you do you know what I mean it's not quite the yeah. same is it you're not gasping for breath but going back to your idea of loads of art materials, and I'm a little bit guilty of this sometimes. It's not that I'm not drawing, but I'm always wanting the next lot of art materials. Mm. It can also be a form of procrastination because obviously you're putting off the drawing. And do you really have an intention to use them? It's a big difference between buying a new set of pastels and actually using them. So unless your resolution is very, very specific or has time constraints, you could be in effect giving yourself permission to put it off. For example, if you promise yourself you're going to write your first draft of your novel by the end of the year, you could put it off for another 11 months and then cram it all into December. There are far better ways that you can break down your goal into smaller chunks. Absolutely. And and how can we make ourselves more likely to achieve those goals? How can we give ourselves the best chance of success? Well, if you decide what your goal is going to be, you need to make a plan of how you're going to get there. So, for example, if you promised yourself that you're going to fit at least one hour of drawing or writing in a day, that's great. But then how and where exactly are you going to fit that time in? What about the days when something crops up that you weren't expecting and you simply just don't have the time? And this is where it would be so much more achievable if instead you promise yourself that you'll draw or write for at least seven hours a week. So this way, it's exactly the same amount of time but you can be a bit more flexible about it. I mean, of course, you've still got to have that discipline, um, you know, not to leave it to the last minute. You don't want to put it off so you have seven other hours of drawing to do on a Sunday because at the end of the day, things like that take focus and concentration and that would be really hard to do in one chunk. But it just gives you that bit of wiggle room. Yeah, I think little and often is much easier. Mm. It's much easier to look at a small way to form habit rather than trying to make one big, massive change. Um, one good way of reaching a goal is to chunk it down like you said and I'd actually suggest looking at a shorter period of time rather than the whole year for example a 30-day challenge and at the end of the challenge you can then review how you're feeling about what you've achieved then continue it if it's working for you or if you're finding you're bored or you're lacking motivation you know twist it up a bit and change it and set yourself a bit of a revised challenge I mean that's almost what we're doing isn't it with the kicking the creatives because I, I know I saw someone the other day saying she was flagging 
nearer the end of the challenge because she was getting a little bit bored of doing the same thing. Yeah. So then at least you know something new is coming up that you can change to if you want or you can stick with it. Yeah, I agree. And and we try to make them so that people can adapt them to suit themselves anyway, don't we? So Yeah, definitely. And another great way of motivating yourself is to track your progress. So I know I keep using this diet thing as an example again, but say say you go on a diet and it's a real hard slog and you haven't eaten any chocolate for like a whole week and you're feeling really grumpy and you feel yourself being tempted by a huge cream cake in the fridge, but you jump on the scales and realise that you lost two pounds this week. So suddenly you feel motivated again. And the same applies to me when it comes to going to the gym. Um, I mean, I always, I hate going to the gym, really. I'm not a gym person. And I always find it so hard to get motivated to go, especially at this time of year when it's really cold and really dark. But I always feel so good when I come out and so glad that I went. And I always try and remember that feeling when I don't feel like going. And that always gets me out of the door. Don't, don't a lot of writers say um, about their writing that it, it is just hard work, basically. Although, although you want to be a writer... To actually write, you've actually just got to sit at the desk yeah. and start. And research, and there's so much that goes into it, isn't there? It's not just a case yeah. of, oh, I'm going to just write the story and, oh, you know, it's falling out of my head. There's so much. You have to be in the right frame of mind. There's all sorts of things, isn't there, with writing? Yeah, but I think they're basically saying to get away from that, if you're sitting at your desk mm. or you're sitting in the place you write, wherever it is, yeah. then you're at least halfway there. It's like you, once you're at the gym you're not going to back out because you're there then. No. and So, you, so you've done that first little step and then the rest of it is a lot easier once you're there. Yeah, and the other thing that really motivates me is when I start noticing, you know, brand new muscles appearing that I didn't even know I had. But for, the thing is, for the first few weeks, you don't notice anything and that's the hard part. You know, you go to the gym or you, you know, practice your drawing and whatever. And the gym being my example, you know, you, you feel really unfit compared to everyone else there. So it's really hard to keep your momentum up. And all the time you can't see any improvement or feel any improvement, it's much, much more likely that you'll give up at that stage. But these things, they take time and commitment to achieve. And you can't get fit in one day. You can't write a book in a day and you cannot learn to draw in a day. And the key thing here is patience and determination and as long as you don't give up you can only get better and once you start seeing results you'll be even more determined to keep it up because that's when it starts getting a lot easier and and it's like now you know I never like going to the gym um in the first sort of couple of months well not probably not even that long really maybe the first sort of four or five weeks it was a real you know you can't really notice much and and you're sort of like oh god I'm really really flagging here I really tonight I really don't want to go but you do go and then I'd say sort of eight weeks down the line I'm going there and thinking oh you know I, I found this really difficult a couple of weeks ago but now I'm finding it a lot easier and then you start seeing a visual difference and if you compare that as well with the, the, the drawing thing you know nobody can learn to draw straight away you have to keep practicing you have to keep at it and there will there'll come a point where you'll suddenly start realising that, oh, this is coming so much easier to me now. And then I think that is where, if you can just get to that point where you can, you know, if you can be patient enough to get to that point, that's the stage where you suddenly think, well, I'm not giving up. I'm definitely not giving up. And I know now when I when I don't want to go to the gym, I, I still, I know that I'm going to go. I, I just know yeah. I'm going to go. I know I'm not going to not go. 
you know, because I, I know it's, I can see visual improvements. Yeah, I think that's, do you remember when we did that um, drunken challenge to um, draw things yeah. and create things? It wasn't called a drunken challenge. It was, it was, but... about, it was, uh, does alcohol make you more creative or something like that, wasn't yeah. it? It was an experiment we did <laughs> soon after we first met, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> And um, I drew a bottle by hand because we had that challenge. We both did. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time I'd really done much drawing, proper drawing, not just or scribbles for work or, you know, illustration-y type stuff, where I'd just drawn by hand with a pencil. And I remember doing it and I, and it was pretty bad. Um, but after that, I was started drawing more. And each time I'd sort of notice things would start kicking back in from college, like what I'd learnt and... And it is that thing where you say, oh, I can actually do this. But it does take a little while. Because I remember when I was doing the January challenges and I would look at my drawings and I think, these are pants. And then you do one and you think, ah, there is something there. And that does give you that momentum, doesn't it, where you want to carry on. Yeah, definitely. And I think another way to give yourself the best chance of success is by making yourself accountable to someone or joining a group, like such as our Facebook group. And when you feel like you're part of something bigger it's much more easy to be motivated to produce whatever you want to. And we see in our Facebook group, and I think this is quite funny sometimes, where people feel they need to apologise for being late or for going off track. And of course, they don't need to be. It just shows that that environment is working because they feel like they've sort of let someone down by not creating. But all we really care about is that they're having fun and creating more than they would have done. And it's much easier if someone else is doing it with you. So even if it's with a friend, if, you, if you're not actually doing it with a group, do find an accountability partner. So you get someone who's got a similar goal to you and maybe you agree that you're going to write 5,000 words of your book each week and then you check in with each other. And then you feel like if you haven't done it, you feel like you're letting them down as well as yourself and, and you want to have done it because you want to motivate them to do more and to keep it up. Yeah, because even outside the group, we'll sometimes set each other little challenges, won't we? I mean, we started a sketchbook in London and we said, I don't know who said it. I can't remember if it was you or me. Was it me? It said, right, we've got to make a thing now that we've got to fill these sketchbooks up before or by Christmas. And and, and it's always in the back of my mind, I really need to do something in the sketchbook. (laughs) Whereas it wouldn't normally be, it wouldn't normally be on my mind at all. But going back quickly as well to what we were saying about... um, doing it and improving and it takes a long time to notice an improvement our facebook group i mean we've obviously we're on it a lot and we're watching people that have been with us from the very beginning people that have really never drawn before start to learn and they probably can't see it but where we've been watching them we've been watching their their work evolve really haven't we and you can see such a difference in some of their drawings between how they started and what they can do now they yeah. probably can't see it because they probably haven't looked back. But it's quite obvious in some people. Wow, they've really they're getting this. Do you know what I mean? But it's taken that time, and they're learning what what they like to do. I think that's part of it, isn't it? Because yeah. as soon as you find something you really love doing, that sort of pushes you forward as well. I think because we do a lot of experimental challenges that which actually almost force you to sort of get out of your comfort zone and try something else. And there's been like this month. I mean, we're recording this sort of late November, aren't we? But this month we had Lie November and there was a few people who'd never, ever tried lino cutting before and they've started it and they absolutely love it. And I know there was one person in particular who really wants to carry on afterwards and buy some yeah. tools and all this sort of stuff. And 
So she may never have realised, she may never have attempted that had that not have been the challenge. Yeah, I was just thinking back to the sketchbook thing that you said, um, you know, about us filling out this sketchbook yeah. for London. Yeah. And um, I took my sketchbook, and I would never have usually done this. I took it round to um, my partner's nephews. They invited around for dinner, and there was a sort of family dinner around there. And I decided I'd try and draw some people. So I was drawing um, Kevin's niece. Um, I don't know how old she is, about 12. She was sitting on the beanbag, and it wasn't very good. But then she decided she wanted to do some drawing. And so I gave her some a sheet of my paper out my sketchbook. You cheat! <laughs> you cheat! <laughs> and then I, then I was offering her more, but she wouldn't take it. <laughs> oh, that's cheating! Yeah, because the rule is, isn't it, that whatever goes in those sketchbooks has to be from life. It yeah. can't be from any photos. So that's that's the rule. That's the bit yeah. I'm finding hard <laughs> because getting outside of you know you've got to go out and do it, haven't you? That's the trouble. Yeah, mine's going to be about five five pages thick <laughs> might be about might be 60 pages of my feet <laughs> or something <laughs> but i mean tara and i we started this whole kick in the creative thing towards the end of 2017 and that was a huge goal um because we wanted to get it done in time for january this year didn't we um and we knew that it was going to be a lot of work but i don't know if either of us realized quite how much work it was going to be at the time but no I don't we, think we so. didn't did we but we're, no. we're both so passionate about it and and somehow um despite that we just keep giving ourselves more and more things to do but the way we've done that a way we've done what we've done is to just set ourselves one goal at a time and work towards that and then move on to the next and i think if we'd have done it any other way i think we'd have just been overwhelmed so yeah one step at a time um is, is by far the best way and at the end of the day you know we made a commitment to each other and without each other to answer to it would be far more difficult to keep it up but tara relies on me to get certain things done within a deadline and i rely on her to do the same so we're account accountable to each other so we know we can't slack off so finding someone like that is um is a one really good way if you can get somebody else who who wants the similar goal to you for the new year it would be really worth you know talking to that person seeing if they want to do it with you it's a good idea as well if you've got someone who can help balance you out because I think when we started Kick the Creatives, I would never have planned on getting the whole site up with a whole year's worth of challenges, whereas you thought that was a good idea. And and I think it was in the end, but I wouldn't have pushed to do that much. And yet I think I had more goals to do sort of other things and that you were saying, oh, I don't think we're going to be able to do that this year. So it was almost like... Yes, we can push through that, but no, we've got to push back a bit on that. It's it's that balance, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I think that's what makes it work, though, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So to help stick to your goals, you could promise yourself a reward as well. This could be anything from a nice dinner to some new art materials to a spa day. Although in my case, that would be more like torture. I do not like spas. Don't you? So it, oh God, I hate the idea of anything like that. Oh, why? Why? Oh. Anybody touching my face or prodding me? What about what about sort of lazing around in a um like a hot tub? No, not when there's other people in it. That is, I I know what you mean because no. we're in our gym. We go we go to the gym to, uh, three times a week and we go swimming once a week. And in the swimming pool, they've also got a sauna. No, yeah, they've got a sauna which I don't like. They've got a steam room which I do like, and they've got um like a hot tub by the corner of the pool. And the hot tub's lovely. 
but then it's quite funny because we sit there and chat away and then suddenly you've got like three or four other people sitting there and you just think god you know you'd never share a bath with a load of strangers no. it, sound, it would be absolutely revolting thought <laughs> and yet here you are exactly. in, in a bath full of strangers and it seems quite normal sketchbook <laughs> yeah no <laughs> no no, I do, I've already tried sketching in the shower once, didn't I? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. it, do, it doesn't. It doesn't work. So I don't reckon. No. I don't reckon it would work very well. <laughs> well, I, I so still can't what... believe. I still can't believe you don't enjoy spa weekends. That's a new one for any woman I know. They all love spa never, weekends. Never been to one. Never wanted to. Ah. No. So you don't like massages and? No, would never go for go for a massage. No, I don't mind when Kevin does it. But, I don't but, want to know but... about that. <laughs> we, this is a clean podcast, thank you. <laughs> They've always got ulterior motives, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely have. Yeah, I agree with you on yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> moving on, oh. moving on. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be just a reward like a massage. <laughs> you can also have silly forfeits. Oh, for, I wonder what you so... going to say then. <laughs> So a friend, a friend and I once did this. I might have told you about this before. This was Lisa, my friend Lisa. Um, we both had things we wanted to complete by the end of the month. So we decided that we would go out for lunch and treat ourselves once we finished. If one of us hadn't achieved our goal, that person would have to buy the other one's lunch and could only have a glass of water themselves. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you but, stick to it? Yeah, we, but we both we both did oh. it because neither, neither of us wanted to be drinking water and paying for the other one's dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good idea i like that one <laughs> yeah so just remember if you are planning some resolutions for next year don't forget to call them goals and chunk them down into manageable pieces slow and steady will win in the end yeah like the, the hare and the tortoise and we're going to read out our answers to our previous question our question was you're in a plain white empty room with no windows all you have is a pen and a sketchbook what do you draw Okay, so I've got Helen Mitchell. She says, either an escape route by means of a door into a pathway leading to a scent-filled garden or inside the room, starting from scratch, fill the room with your heart's desire. I've got Eden Sandwell. She says, I would trace my handprint all over the walls with a pen. And I have Angela Murphy. She says, I would draw a window. Then the view, lots of flowers, bumblebees and butterflies. Then I'd draw another window, maybe with a cat looking in, with a view of children playing in a garden. Then another window with a view of the sky and the birds flying. And another window, and another, until my windowless room is filled with lots of views. Good idea. <laughs> Anna Atkinson Dunn. There are my hands and my feet, a door, the different ways that light hits the corner of the room. And so far, none of this has been from my imagination and memory. My love of drawing people would probably developed into a much deeper understanding of knees <laughs> since those two would be in my view. <laughs> Claire Dumphy, she says, I'd like to think I would ditch the sketchbook and draw on the walls, but I know I wouldn't. Instead, I think I'd draw what I see in my imagination. Certainly be no external distractions in a white room. I think Claire would really want a brush pen. In there <laughs> I don't think she, she would. would. <laughs> I think she hates brush pens. <laughs> I've got Christy seen there. She says a window and then a door, then the entire outside world. Oh, and the universe on the ceiling. Oh, I could go on and on. Tara, I don't know if you used to read comics when you were young, did you? Yeah, I used to like Judy. 
And then I graduated onto Jackie and Blue Jeans. Oh, did you? Oh, I remember my sister, she used to like Bunty. Bunty. Oh, yes. That was kind of on the level of Judy. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like that one. I liked, I used to get Buster. It was more like, um, I can't remember what was in it now, but there was a character in it. I don't know if anyone out there might remember this, but his name was Chalky. And Chalky, he used to get out of all sorts of really difficult situations with a piece of chalk. So say he was running away from someone and you know he wanted to, he wanted to escape so he'd draw like a hole in the or he'd draw a door in a wall and then he'd be able to open the door and then shut it again and then rub it out i think behind him and things like that and so he whatever he drew sort of became real and i was reading through all of these answers and it kind of reminded me of that yeah yeah they could make a feature film out of that yeah they? yeah they could like a, yeah a, a real action movie <laughs> i was joking you say that seriously <laughs> i think it's a good idea <laughs> Someone's going to steal that now, though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I have got um, Catherine C. Slater. She says, to start with, this is very popular, you know, drawing the window. To start yeah. with, I draw a window so I could see what I was doing. One with an attract... Yeah, but hang on a minute. Let's backtrack. To start with, I draw a window <laughs> so I could see what I was doing. But if you couldn't see what you're doing, how would you be able to draw the window? Blind contour. Oh, yeah. Good. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> She said, I draw one with an attractive view. Then I draw a nice big table to work on, a storage unit filled with art materials, a bookcase full of books, comfortable sofa and coffee table with tea things. And finally, I draw something to play some nice music on. I wouldn't draw a door, I think, or at least not right away, but eventually I'd have to draw a bed and some food. Oh, and a loo too, probably, after all that tea. I suppose after a while I'd miss him, so I'd draw my husband too. <laughs> Come to think of it, it would start to look a lot like my house. <laughs> I really like it. I think that's my favourite answer, I think. <laughs> uh, Wendy Parkin, I'd leave it plain and title it bare white room that would be worth a fortune it probably would in, in a, a modern art gallery but I, yeah. I don't think that would kill the boredom for long though would it no that's true no. and nick tate west word doodles of the emotions i'll go through while in the room do you know what we had so many answers and i'll tell you what we had a lot more than that but we just can't read them all out it's just it's, i feel awful leaving any out but um some of them i think came through earlier on today as well so we didn't actually have time to add them but yeah thank you so much everyone who who you know took the time to answer that question what about you tara what would you draw Oh, I'd probably draw some faces. I like faces. Yeah, draw some friends, like like yeah. Castaway. <laughs> because like, you're saying I need some. <laughs> well, if you were in a plain white <laughs> empty room, you could draw me. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I need to get a bit of peace in that room. I need some sleep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're saying. What do you mean? What about you? What about you? What would you draw? I'd draw you. Oh. Yeah, I would. Pulling faces. <laughs> With your tongue sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we have got a brand new question to be read out next. Oh. <laughs> Today's question is, what is the most creative thing you can think? <laughs> it sounds so much worse than it actually was meant. <laughs> what is the most creative thing you can think of doing with a pencil? Other than... <laughs> other than to write or draw i can't read it let me do it again why does that suddenly sound so rude well, i thought it sounded rude earlier but I, <laughs> that you... I didn't it really wasn't <laughs> I, 
thanks for pointing it out. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, once it's all right when it's in your head, but as soon as you read it out loud. <laughs> okay, let me start again. What is the most creative thing? <laughs> oh, Tara, can you read it? <laughs> I can't, no. What is... The... I think I wrote it. <laughs> what is the most creative thing you can you can think of doing with a pencil other than to write or draw i'm really sorry if you didn't understand what i just said i just can't read it out again <laughs> it's really not meant to to sound the way it does answers on a postcard <laughs> the best answers will be read <laughs> maybe actually i don't know i'm dreading the answers we're going to get this time <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, <laughs> so what would you do with your pencil? Oh don't don't ask. Because I, I haven't thought about it in any I just haven't thought about it yet. I think maybe I better not. <laughs> oh my goodness. So where can people answer the question? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I need to compose myself, hang on. Oh, my face needs ironing again. <laughs> oh, I've got, I actually ache. As always, you can tweet us your pencil-defying answers <laughs> to Kick Creatives, that's tweeting, or let us know in the Facebook group, which, by the way, if you haven't already joined, I highly recommend you do. We'll also put the question up there so you can have a laugh like we did, <laughs> and also on the Facebook page, and, of course, on our Instagram page, Kick in the Creatives. Now, I know you're all going to be devastated by this, but we are having a short break for the Christmas week. And mainly because I think it worked out, didn't it, Tara, that the next episode would have aired on the 24th of December. And since I think you you all do have a life, <laughs> you probably the last thing you're going to be doing is listening to us two waffling on like lunatics. So so we thought, let's let's just take that one week away. So we'll be having one episode off for the Christmas break. Yeah. And also you're gallivanting off on holiday, aren't you? Yeah, in January. So we wanted to kind of yeah. leave ourselves a, a bit of time to get ahead for that. So we really obviously want to wish everyone such a happy and creative new year. So we want to thank everyone so much for their support for Kicking the Crazies. It's been absolutely brilliant and far more than we ever imagined. So thank you ever so much for oh, that. Oh yeah, we really appreciate it. It's made all of the hard work really worthwhile. And before we go, I know that you're all wondering what Tara and I would like for Christmas. A pencil. <laughs> and there is something you can do for us and it costs you absolutely nothing but a couple of minutes of your time. So as we said earlier, lots of people are commenting on just how much they are enjoying our podcast. And we're so thankful for that. And if you are one of them, we'd be really, really grateful if you could add that little review to iTunes. And if you're really on, short on time, you could just literally give us a star rating, which you can do in a second. Not a star rating, a five oh, star yeah, rating. Yeah. Meanwhile, don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And we will see you next year when we'll be going through all of the challenges we have lined up for 2019 in our first episode. So I can't believe it's come around already. Have a wonderful Christmas, everyone. Yeah, happy Christmas and happy new year. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon.
just to let you know, we're going to take a short break for Christmas while we think about <laughs> the questions. <laughs> oh, dear, I me. I think you should you should choose the next question. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be so much editing involved in this. It's going to be untrue. <laughs> where should you stick your paintbrush? <laughs> Oh my goodness. What would you do if you had a battery powered paper? Stop! (laughs) Stop it. Oh my gosh. Right. Right. 